0: This week's episode is brought to you by Campaign Refinery, an amazing new email marketing automation tool. Look, in the world of digital marketing, there's a lot to keep track of. We all know this. As much as we're in love with social media and the power of social conversation here at Social Inc. and on the All About Digital Marketing podcast, we are well aware at just how powerful email marketing can be. Email marketing is not dead. In fact, it's never been more important to help you leverage your presence everywhere else into the one channel that you'll own, regardless of what changes Facebook, Twitter, or any other platform makes in the future. I've known the founder, Travis Ketchum, for years, and he's been a past guest on the podcast, episode 15, if you want to listen to it. I've personally used his other products before, and they've been fantastic. The amount of thought that he's put into each and every one of what he's created, has been incredible. I'd highly encourage you to try their free 14-day trial at campaignrefinery.com to see what world-class email marketing automation can do for you and your business. Massive thank you to Travis and Campaign Refinery for their support of the All About Digital Marketing show. Welcome to the All About Digital Marketing podcast, the show all about digital marketing, digital marketing, digital marketing
1: digital marketing
0: brought to you by social inc digital marketing agency specializing in social media and content marketing for brave brands and forward-thinking smes i'm your host chris bruno and as always we're here to bring you the most actionable tips tricks tools and insights to help you achieve more when it comes to your digital marketing subscribe to the show and be sure to share with a friend if you found something useful or interesting you can find all the show notes and more information on www.allaboutdigitalmarketing.co.uk. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So, I'm really looking forward to this conversation and I think a lot of people are going to really enjoy this because today we're going to be talking about customer acquisition, lead generation if you will if you're in the UK, um but Brandon, if you can tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today, which I believe is president of Lynchpin Sales Interactive, give everyone a little bit about that story.
1: Yeah, no, and, and once again, thanks for having me, and um, it's exactly that. I'm the president and owner of, of Lynchpin Sales Interactive. started this business really from, from scratch uh, about four years ago, almost to the date, and before that, and really what kind has gotten me into what we're, we're doing now is uh, for 12 or 13 years, once I, I got out of school, out of college, um, I was in sales and marketing. Worked for a lot of big corporations um, where I was responsible for large budgets, but also going out and creating new opportunities, acquiring new customers in, in various using various methods and strategies. Obviously, you've got your typical strategies, which are cold calling, networking. Uh, Begging for referrals, trying to keep up with the inconsistency that that brings, but also everybody knows how tough that is to maintain. And so, over the years, as I had a lot of success, I I always knew I wanted to kind of get out and and start something on my own and build a a team around that. But most importantly, I knew that um, the experience I had and and the skills that I acquired over the years could really benefit. businesses, specifically small businesses, looking to um, grow, grow their brand, find better ways to do that. And um, whether that's a, a local professional, like a uh, insurance agent or an attorney or a lawyer um, to big corporations that are looking to automate more, get higher conversion rates uh, for their inside sales team, outside sales team. So um, four years ago, I, I put in my resignation, kind of did it cold turkey. It was a little naive. Um, obviously, I, being in sales and customer acquisition and, and business development, Um, I wasn't too worried about acquiring customers, but I did not factor in all that it took to actually build a business and build a brand. And um, the business actually started out as a a part-time sales management uh, focus, meaning I would go in and help small businesses that may have had some sales reps. I would help them establish um, techniques and processes that helped them close more. Uh, But quickly as I started going out and talking with a lot of business owners, I started to realize that, that the actual closing side of stuff necessarily wasn't the issue. The issue was acquiring more quality opportunities uh, to close, um, even if they're a, a, an owner-operator. So they're doing a lot of the, the sales on their own, but they're also operating and servicing. They need to be able to get more inbound opportunities coming to them, Um while they're still out there running their business and servicing their clients. And, um, so knowing this and knowing that I could not build a sustainable business, uh, just solely on cold calling, networking, just trying to to cross my fingers and hope people referred me business. Uh, I started really focusing on how do I acquire customers using social media, using, paid ads online utilizing these platforms that are available to us very cost efficiently. And just started, just started, I mean, and, and started shooting video, started running ads and really figuring out looking into mentorships and with, this is what has morphed us into the digital realm. Um, and now we're primarily focused on, on digital marketing, social media, marketing, search marketing, how do you utilize these platforms to, to really acquire, your ideal customer acquire more sales if you're an e-commerce brand. And so it's morphed into a one man shop to, to now we've got a, a small team of six or seven, uh, individuals, one being my wife who is full time in the business and really handles a lot of the, the, um, the backend and, and all the stuff that I'm just not as good at and she and her team are. Um, so we are now, uh, you know, continuing to grow and scale and, um, you know, most importantly, help businesses acquire their goals of of growing their brands um, in a more effective way. Uh, so that's a long roundabout uh, of the brand, but um, but that's how we got there. That's how it all came about, and that's that's what we're doing now.
0: I think that's awesome because the story gives a real insight into, I, I liked the part where you said uh, you didn't realize everything that it took to build, a, to build a business and to build a brand around it, oh, yeah. um, which is always interesting. But as myself, I, years ago, uh, going back uh, 15, 16 years, uh, I worked for a short uh, stint in, in recruitment and when you mentioned cold calling, this kind of shiver down my spine happened uh, of this way of working, which was, you know, you've got to hit 600 calls from 600 calls, you'll identify 10 opportunities from 10 opportunities, you'll and you dwindle it down and you're basically working on, you know, 600 comes down to if you're lucky, you seal one deal. Um, and for me, even 16 years ago, long before social media and long before I got into this, um, it just seemed backwards uh, there was no relationship building there was no kind of way of building that trust between people and i could see it even back then so um I, I agree with you completely so i'm looking forward to getting into this so let's talk a little bit then for small businesses uh, or small to mid-sized businesses you know resources are often a key indicator or a key limiting factor for them mm-hmm. what are the sorts of things that you think are integral to to businesses actually starting to generate those leads and that they can do on limited resources. Yeah, so I mean, I, like you, like you touched on there. I mean, it's whenever you're
1: starting off, especially whenever you're starting off um, from ground uh, from the very from the very first day. I mean, resources are being um, smart with with either your money, being smart with your resources, being smart with your time is is paramount, and um, trying to find a way that you can still create and build your brand and build awareness while continuing to do other things in your business is, is vital, but making sure you're doing it the right way. I think, first and foremost, being able to get a little comfortable being uncomfortable, meaning that in order to utilize these platforms and, and effectively, and especially when you're first starting off and you're trying to build that brand and you're getting new customers coming in. Trust and credibility is, is the, the number one thing that is going to be the difference. And so you really need to start breaking down, how do I get people to trust me and trust my brand or trust my team to inquire or consider doing business with us? Um, you, you obviously may not have customers yet. So how do you do that? And how do, you, how do you go out and get people to be willing to pay you money to provide them a service or to buy your product? And uh, one thing that I always recommend is even though a lot of people are uncomfortable with just pulling out their phone or a GoPro or whatever it may be, which everybody has and everybody has the resources this day and age of, of having a phone with a camera on it that provides really good video footage, and just putting that out there and uh, getting in front of it and just telling your story really quickly uh, as, as part of putting that maybe on your social, um, putting it out there on your social media, putting it on your website. so that whenever people are coming to your brand, even though you may not have customers, you may not have those results yet. They're able to look and see you looking into the camera. They're able to see you talk. They're able to know that there's somebody behind the business. They're able to buy into the story that you're able to tell through that video. Um, and it doesn't need to be professional. It can, the, the more authentic usually works better. But having that to start and having just the, the uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but uh, just being able to to do that and having the the confidence to do that. And it may take a, a few times, um, because whenever I first started out shooting those videos, it, it was tough to get used to. I mean, you just, you just have to do it. You have to start You have to put it out there. Once you put that first one out there realize it's not that, that, um, that big of a deal. And, um, as you may think it is, then it becomes a lot easier. But just being able to to do some stuff that may make you a little uncomfortable in order to build that trust in that brand. Um, The second thing, obviously, is getting those results and understanding. You know, I tell people all the time, they ask me, what would you have done differently? And I told them what I would have done differently from the very beginning is I would have gone and provided uh, and traded services for free, no money, but for testimonials and case studies. Because the quicker you can do that, you can prove your worth and you can prove what you do does provide results, then you can start charging at that point and then continue increasing what you charge because you've got results and credibility and that trust a lot faster. Um, So being comfortable doing that, finding ways just to get those results and finding ways to get those testimonials and those reviews. Our pyramid, and that's not anything um, early on that that you necessarily need to invest money in, uh, but you will need to invest time. And and early on, you've usually got more time than you have money. And the goal is to flip that, you know, obviously to now let's get more money as opposed to time. But then you can pur- or not purchase, but you can then start being able to um, bring a team on to help you do a lot of the service-related things, um, which takes uh, pressure off of you. But that's the whole thing with time versus money. So, so being able to give up your time, being willing to give up your time, or be willing to just get your product in people's hands to try it. If you know it's better than everything else out there, be willing to just get it in people's hands. That may be free a free type offer just to get it out there in exchange for their testimonial and review. Because trust and credibility is, is key getting uh, getting that out there, and then um, having the right strategy when utilizing these platforms, what social and digital platforms allow us to do is get our message out at scale to the people that are looking for it to the people that want to see it. so having the right strategy in place if you 've only got a dollar five dollars ten dollars a day to invest starting off. Uh, the, a big mistake we see people make is they they try to do what people are doing with $100 a day or $1,000 a day in ad spend. They're trying to do the same thing with $5 a day in ad spend. Whenever you can have a lot of results uh, and great results, regardless of your budget, but you have to have the right strategy and you have to know how to to implement that, to get the most out of it. So kind of touched on three main areas there, but it really goes back to how do you to, to build that trust and that credibility as fast as possible to the marketplace for your product or service. And that's going to help you see better results a lot faster, which then means being able to increase your prices, get more clients coming in, be able to provide and get more help and uh, fund your team. So anyway I know I just blabbed a lot but hopefully
0: you know, those those things just uh, you know a few of those things are are good. I think there's a, a hugely important and I don't know how many guests now um, have said the same thing but we always come back down to the strategy yep right what what's the plan um, and I talk about this a lot but uh, I was on a call with a company that was spending probably about two and a half thousand a month on uh, on social media. And my answer, my question was really simple. We were in a conversation, you know, it wasn't with us. And we said, well, you know, what sort of results are you getting? Uh, And everyone on the call went remarkably quiet. um, And you sort of heard the penny drop as people went, crap, we were supposed to get results for this. (laughs) Um, And again, you know, the strategy, going back to the very beginning sometimes, before you spend a dollar, before you spend five, ten, a hundred, doesn't matter. But having that plan in place and understanding, you know, what your product is is very important obviously but actually who's it for who is that audience what do they look like what do they do where do they hang out what do they you know what do they want what's the problem that you solve for them uh with your particular product and knowing that at the very beginning stages and before you start pumping money into uh into anything i think is absolutely huge absolutely and the second thing i wanted to touch on that you said as well um, and i agree with you completely brandon but you know that time versus money is always going to be there and actually, you know, what you're desperately trying to do is get to a point where money comes in to allow you to purchase more time. Right. That's what we're doing. Yep. So ultimately, one of the things I remember somebody saying to me on, on the show, I think it was Matt Johnson, um, who runs an agency that's specifically about building uh, podcasts and building authority for, 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 for business owners. And he said to me, he goes, one of the best pieces of advice I can give to anybody, go out there right now and hire a VA. Just right now, do it. Even if you say you haven't got the money and everything else doesn't matter, but just get used to that process of handing things off yep. because you need to free up your time to do the key integral parts of your job and everything else that you can get rid of and off your desk, you really need to do it. And it was an amazing kind of way of framing it. and It wasn't something that I thought of um, in, in that way before. But you know, we started bringing in VAs and stuff like that years ago, started to realize the the potential of it. Before you know it, you've got a great team working around the clock, behind the scenes, different time zones, doesn't matter. But stuff is constantly happening whilst you're in that meeting, whilst you're talking to that client, whilst you're selling to a client, whilst you're uh, building up that content or anything else. But there's things that are still happening And and that can actually be a huge resource. Absolutely. Completely agree. I mean, that's
1: obviously finding ways to, and and a lot of that, yeah, I mean, a lot of that is, is finding ways to have things happening while you're still doing what you need to do, um, to run your business or service your clients. Uh, because I think that, that from what I've seen and and just experienced is that is, um, the biggest bottleneck that holds people back, especially as they're continuing to try to grow their business, is um, the the owner-operator type scenario where they obviously start off. They're they're going out. They're trying to find new clients. They start, and maybe they find a client or two, and all their time goes to servicing. Well, you know, they're not during that time. Nothing else is is happening to to acquire new clients. So they lose uh the the clients that they just picked up and they're back at square one um so being able to find a way whether that's through digital campaigns or if that's through vas and we use vas all the time as well is a huge asset especially to a growing business so i completely agree with you um that yeah i mean that is that's a great piece of advice
0: so what's the kind of focus for you for a small business in terms of how they should um, build out the strategy to help them generate leads what are the things specific or what are some of the specific things that you can help people understand today that would really help them to start generating that kind of lead back in?
1: Yeah, I think, um, and I obviously it varies depending upon where, where the business is. Um, but, uh, first and foremost is really, and you kind of touched on is really getting very, very narrow whenever it comes to the audience that, that you're going after, um, and starting off. So the more specific that you can speak, to that ideal client and you can understand what is going to, um, really interest them and be relevant to them, the more success you're going to, to have, especially early on. Um, I, I, it's very hard. I've even gotten into this trap uh, of wanting to go too broad because you're, you're looking at your product, you're looking at your service and you're saying, man, I can help so many different people. Why do I want to just limit it to talk about one specific market or one specific industry or one specific um, demographic or, or uh, area? And the the reality is, is that, and what we see is you see a lot more success using social and all of these platforms because uh, being really getting narrow on who it is you're going after. Now that doesn't mean that that's what you have to do with your business all, you know, for the rest of the life of that business. Um, but starting off really getting narrow and, and understanding a specific target market that you're going after, um, because that's going to help with the way the messaging that you're putting out there, the way that, uh, if you have to go cold calling or networking, being able to be very specific and what it is that you are doing and what it is that you can help and the results that you can get is going to help you see faster results, um, as opposed to going more broad and not being able to, to tell the story that you need to be able to tell. Um, so that is one thing that we definitely look at is, um, you know how can we get more specific with uh, the, the messaging that we're putting out there what regardless if that's ads or or if it's part of your sales process I mean that's that's going to be the biggest thing um, and then you know as far as the, the other side of that is is the sales process and getting into that um, and what does that look like and and you know how are you um, closing and what's your what's your ratios and and what may need to be worked on through your process um, once you do acquire a new client or acquire a new lead that's coming in, so really looking and diving into to the back end that you may not be a paying paying attention to because a lot of people like to look at how many leads do I have coming in what what are they doing? Are they responding? Am I getting in touch with them Am, are they quality as opposed to looking at well maybe it's not necessarily the leads that are coming in. Maybe it's it's the process from whenever those leads do come in. What does that process look like? How quickly are you trying to get in touch with them? What are you saying? What is your next step? Or you know, are you trying to go straight for the sell or does there still need to be a warming up period in between the first time you talk to them to closing them and identifying a lot of those bottlenecks? So that's really what, what we focus on is, is trying to get that, that specific message to that specific target market again, really narrow with who it is we're going after um, whenever you're initially starting off and trying to continue building upon a, a solid foundation, but also identifying bottlenecks in your sales process. And from a lead standpoint, that may be the sales process of you taking that phone call, having that meeting, having that virtual meeting, or if it's on an e-commerce side, that bottleneck could be throughout your website and identifying the bottlenecks of where are people falling off? Are they abandoning cart for a certain reason? Is it shipping? Is it cost? Is it just the lack of information that they're getting about the product to make sure it can definitely help them in their situation? So there's a lot of different areas that you look at, and it definitely depends on where people are in their journey as a business and what their goals are but really trying to get back to the basics and understanding uh, how to grow it foundationally right so you're growing it on a a sturdy foundation and not uh, a foundation of sand or quicksand so to speak
0: I agree completely and um, I think it's quite interesting actually how often I have a conversation with a client and what a prospect And when I start asking questions that for me seem pretty simple, um, you know, so what are your main acquisition channels? Where are your leads currently coming from? What's the, uh, what's the average lifetime value of a customer? You know, what are you currently paying? What's the cost per acquisition? Uh, And quite often actually people don't know this kind of information. They're not really paying attention to that. So either I find that there's kind of, especially in the smaller businesses, you either end up with, I'm selling and I'm not really sure how, and it's all working. And I'm just kind of trying to survive by delivering afterwards and doing everything else that I need to do in the business. Uh, Or the other side of it is, you know, it's not really working, but we don't really know how, and we're not even sure where we got our last client from. And there was something that somebody said to me years ago, I think it was in 2013, and it was um, a mentor for me as well. But he he said to me, success leaves clues. And it was something that really stuck with me at the time. And it was a case of, you know, look back over your best deals, the biggest sales, whatever it was, and break them down, right? How did those things happen? How did you get that introduction? Was it a referral? Was it somebody just messaging through the internet? Was it somebody else that recommended you? Whatever. But again, it was this case of, as you broke that down and then you understood how the sales process looked and then you understood, you know, what that period looked like, whether it was one call, two calls, three calls, you start to get a really good picture actually of what does work and what doesn't. And then you realize that actually some of the other leads that you're getting maybe aren't quite as qualified, maybe because of the recommendation that was helping you uh, to convert somebody quicker or slower, depending. But all of those things and all of those elements kind of make up the bigger picture. Yep. And I think that's something that a lot of people kind of forget or, or potentially don't even pay attention to sometimes. For sure. And I'm, I'm
1: glad you touched on that because that is, um, to a certain degree, whenever we're talking and bringing on a new client, the first thing that we we like to talk about and, and what I recommend to, to anybody at any stage in their business, uh, because... Everything's about relevancy in this day and age. And, and so it's, it's all about speaking to the pain points. It's all about speaking to your ideal client. And a lot of people struggle with who their ideal client is, regardless of. And I, I still, you know, from time to time, will have that issue. And I have to, to kind of get back to the basic of, yes, let me identify my, my best clients. And before you you can look at the sales process and what happened once they get it in. But whenever we're talking about creating digital ads or, or social ads that speak to this ideal client, you know, breaking down, going back, thinking about the journey of your best clients and thinking about, okay, what why did they come to me? And when did they come to me in that part of their their life or the part of the journey that they were in? What made them come to me and choose me other over other people or other businesses, really breaking down what was their journey to get to the point to contacting me or sitting down with me or doing business with me. And then really kind of reverse engineering that back to create, here's where they were in their life. Here's what they were going through. Here's what they, uh, the issues they were having. Here's exactly what they saw or what they heard from me or what I said that really made them, uh, consider doing business with me because then you can start really writing down and understanding um, what you need to be saying and what you need to be putting in in your ad copy or on your sales pages or on your website that is going to speak to people exactly like them because they're going to have those same issues. They're going to have those same questions. And if you're able to help paint that picture based off of what you already know, Um, and doing a practice of going back and identifying your best clients and going through their journey to get to the point to where you are able to actually close them, then you're going to see a lot more success of people coming in and and feeling more comfortable because you're speaking directly to their pain points and the issues that they're facing that you can help solve. So completely agree with you. I I, I love that. I mean, there's so much that that... uh, uh, doing something like that or a practice like that, just sitting down and mapping that out uh, can change your business
0: big time. Couldn't agree more. Um, Okay. So we're talking about strategies and we're talking about ideas and things that, that people can potentially do for us as an agency. And even for me personally, I feel there's always a balance or a blend of outreach and inbound marketing. Right. So you're looking to kind of create that information on your website and your blogs and your videos and social media, et cetera, that's going to entice people to come in. But we've always felt that outreach has been just as important to find new people to talk to, to have conversations. We do it in a variety of ways. We mentor with WeWork Labs. We help uh, and do presentations on a regular basis for, for their startups. That generates a ton of conversations behind that. Uh, And all of these things help us as our version of outreach, of of getting out there and talking to other people. But cold calling, which very much to me is a, a pain point, I'd say I don't like cold calls. I don't like receiving them. I'm not a massive fan of making them, although I have done it in the past. But actually, it's been referred to now as sort of the new cold calling being the LinkedIn pitches, right? Somebody connects with you before you know it. You haven't even had a chance to accept it. You've also received a message from them, and the message includes a pitch. And that's it. You know, they've literally taken three seconds to try and sell me their grandmother. Um, And that to me is remarkably frustrating. And I know a lot of other people, uh, it's very frustrating for them, too. But for you, what's getting? It's getting. Yeah, I mean, it's getting uh, every I mean, it's,
1: it's every day and I hope it doesn't turn into oversaturation like like email
0: um at some point but I know I cut you off so no no, no but, sorry about uh, that to be honest with you but you're, you're we're talking about the same thing it's 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 going to get to the point where if that is the case you know you just ignore messages altogether yep. and you'll miss messages that are good and f- I'm already starting to do that
1: yeah I'm already starting to do that I
0: mean it's it's um
1: uh, you're right I mean it can be very frustrating and and just the the means of utilizing LinkedIn um, and it, it, it for that purpose, because it is a, a pitch, you're immediately getting that pitch as soon as you connect, and that, it, yeah, at, a, at some point, you're going to stop responding or or just connecting altogether, or. The worst case scenario, especially for the platform, is you just stop going on it because you're getting pitched left and right, um, especially if you're at a sea C-level position or, or a business owner. So,
0: yeah, I'm right there with you. So what would you say is a good way of building a balanced strategy between inbound and outbound?
1: Yeah. So great question because you, there's definitely, you definitely got to have both. I mean um, in order to continue scaling, I mean, obviously I'm not a big fan and cold calling. I did it for uh, a decade whenever I was with corporate America, knocking doors, um, being in a, at one point having to wear suits, going out to industrial parks, knocking uh, down, knocking on doors, just walking right in or staying up and, um, in the office and just smiling and dialing. I've, I've done it all. Um, so I know what it's like and I know going through that and I know enough to to know that I I don't like it. Um, and honestly, I just don't think that it's a good use of time anymore. I always like to focus on what has worked very well, especially whenever I first was starting off trying to get my brand out there, trying to get in front of a lot of people is, uh, and it kind of goes back to that time versus money thing. But really uh, creating um, more of a personalized or, or value-add touch to the outreach. And this even could go a lot more. It's not necessarily whenever I'm getting a LinkedIn message or I'm getting uh, an email that is about potentially wanting to do business. It's that they are just very generic stock you know, uh, uh, obviously quantity over quality type responses. And, um, and that's the frustrating part is it's, Hey, you're just continuing to what I feel like you're just, you're, you're shouting, um, as opposed to, uh, maybe taking just a few minutes looking over my business, looking over me, looking over what we have going on and reaching out to me with, something that at least lets me know that you've done a little bit of research on my brand and maybe it's, it's, um, Hey, you know, try these three things. I notice, let's say if there was a website developer that was wanting to get my business, which would be, you know, obviously we've got a team that can do that, but just to make it easy to to kind of tell the story here. But, um, if a web developer was uh, wanting to potentially get my business or is trying to do those outreach programs, but, if they went on my website, they did a quick search. And as a website developer, they could probably pick out three to five things that they know for a fact could help us improve our rankings online. Well, if they came to me and they connected me on LinkedIn or they sent me an email and either one, that email has a short video of, of them going over my website and pointing out a few things, That could be just a two minute thing of, Hey, look, here's a, you know, here's a video of, of your website. I want to point out a few things. If you just make some changes to this, you will start seeing an increase in your, your rankings. That alone would be enough for me to say, wow, thanks for doing that. You're, you're not even asking me for anything. Obviously you're showing me that you know what you're talking about and you're genuinely trying to help if anything at all. I have to respond back to that at least for a thank you. You know what I mean, and that 's really what you 're trying to get is you 're just trying to get that initial conversation started whenever it comes to that. so you know one thing that I work with, and I did myself now I have uh, some business development managers that are are awesome, and we talk about it a lot is is really focusing on more quality over over quantity. And making sure that whenever we're reaching out let's reach out with some value let 's reach out to genuinely help people because the worst case scenario that will come from that is we're going to spread goodwill out into the marketplace you know that and we may not get a response but eighty um, percent of the time you're going to get a response because it's going to be different. You're actually trying to help them. We're not asking for a sell at that point. We're just saying, Hey, try these things. They can definitely help you. You will see um, why it will help you and how it will help you. And if anything, they're, they can, they're going to respond back at least with, with a thank you or with something that's going to start that conversation or at least, start something that now we can start working on a good long-term relationship with them. They may not be ready to buy right now, but you know what? We we are on the radar. And the next time we reach out, they're going to recognize our name. They're going to remember us. And you continue moving them through those touch points. So that is from more of a grassroots What The way that that we really focus on that outreach is more quality over quantity, really making sure that people understand that we're taking the time to look at your business. We're taking the time to identify areas that you could do on your own to improve some things. We don't want you to have to pay us for that. We're just – information's free. It's not a competitive advantage anymore. But we want to make sure that if anybody's going to provide you with that information, the context around how to use that information, why not, why not it be us? So that in the future, we've already started building a relationship. And whenever it comes time for them to look at working or partnering with an e-commerce marketing brand like us or, or a digital marketing brand like us, that they are going to, to look to us and, and give us an opportunity to at least uh, get in the, the game whenever it comes to earning their business at that point. So that's a big thing that that we really focus on is is just putting a little bit more time, putting a little bit more thought and by time meaning it re- really takes once you get start getting the hang of it, it takes a few minutes to really uh, go in there, do a little bit of research, point that point that out in your outreach so they know that you've taken the time and you've actually looked at their business and you're not just reaching out saying, "Hey, hop on a call with me because I want to." talk to you about all the, the things that we offer and this, that, and the other. No, we're saying, look, we've already done research. We know you can benefit from a lot of things. Here's some stuff you can do on your own if you're not ready to hire anybody or partner yet. So go ahead and do that. You'll start, you'll, you'll see some, some good stuff happening. Then whenever you're ready, look, we just want an opportunity to earn your business to that point. And people are a lot more receptive to that. You get a lot more responses to that. And I would be a lot more responsive if people reached out in that way. But, you know, the other area too is really utilizing retargeting for those outreach campaigns, uh, meaning that you've got a sales page set up that really speaks to that client. If you are going after somebody that um, runs a a pet food store, um, having a sales page that really talks about how your product or your service helps pet stores generate more uh, revenue or whatever it may be. And you're able to reach out to them. You don't have to get as personalized or take the that time, but reach out to them and say, hey, we've created the sales page. It really goes through and breaks down a lot of areas that has helped pet stores increase their revenues. So then at their own leisure, they're able to go at that on that that sales page, not only are they going to get value directly from that sales page, maybe you have a call to action on that sales page um, for them to take advantage of. But let's say they X out of that sales page and they don't do anything from there. But having the right things in place to be able to get back in front of them um, with your brand the next time they go on Facebook, they go read a blog online, they go read, they go watch a YouTube video, they go on their Instagram feed, so that they're then whenever you, uh, they're, they're on those feeds, they're seeing another ad um, about your business, about your product, about your your software or service. Um, and because it's all about those touch points and you're able to stay back in front of them. So utilizing that in your outreach as well. And you kind of marry the, the two together, um, inbound and outbound. So uh, there's a few different ways to do it, but those are the two ways that I, I've really found to be the most successful in, in generating results uh, from an outreach standpoint.
0: I think it's always incredible because especially in small businesses um, and startups, people often forget that it's a sales cycle. It's not a sales pitch. It's never just one and done. It's not, you know, it's very rare that you're going to send somebody a LinkedIn message and that they're going to reply with their credit card details to ask you to take as many, as much money as you want to help them with whatever it is. Um, yep. But people forget about that, right? So, what you mentioned, the touch points, you know, it, back in the days of before sort of pre social media, pre multi screen, whatever else, you know, people said that it could take up to six, nine times of somebody seeing an advert to actually recognize or to take action. Uh, today, I think those statistics put it closer to like 20 something. Um, yep. But the difference is, is that we have the ability to touch point again and again and again, like you said, with retargeting, things Absolutely. like that. And again, just getting into people's feed getting into people's conversations as it were is a huge part of that because actually you know until somebody knows about you you know you're a non-entity so unless you're apple or samsung you know that everybody knows of but the reality is for small businesses that's never the case so you're trying to just get involved in that conversation and that doesn't usually work well when you sort of start pitching people on the first date Um, And I use that analogy a lot, which is, you know, if you were going on a first date, you you usually play it cool and you don't try and uh, propose for marriage on day one. Um, And again, we have to do the same thing for our clients. Uh, Okay, this has been awesome, Brandon. I'm really enjoying this Uh, really quick one for you uh, before we wrap up. But for you, what's the best um, platform uh, in terms of lead generation that you have found?
1: Well, for for our business, I mean, we have... um... And for our business, for I mean, Facebook is uh, definitely been the biggest opportunity. When you know and you have the right strategy in place, obviously, um, it is it provides the, the most opportunity still does. Um, we run. And obviously, the, the the big thing that from our standpoint, which I pride ourselves on, is that we I built the business off the same stuff that I that we tell our clients. to do. So we practice what we preach. We continue testing. We continue putting our own money out there. But I've been through it from not knowing exactly how to, to create a video and never creating a video in my life to that's, uh, 90% of our marketing is, is videos and, um, being on video from myself or, or my team. So, uh, and Facebook has always been, um, the best from, our standpoint now uh with that being said obviously we are marketing on a lot of different platforms from uh, obviously you throw in instagram which we kind of rope in with with facebook because they're uh, a little one in the same but utilizing youtube ads which are extremely i mean youtube is right there with facebook obviously google is great as well retargeting through google display network for maintaining those touch points but um you know google can be a little bit more costly But there's a lot more search intent, so people are probably a little bit more further along the journey to purchase than someone that may be on Facebook or Instagram where you kind of have to get them aware of the the problem that they may have and how you can solve it. And then it may require just more touch points to move them through the process to, to consider doing business with you. So yeah, different strategies, but I, Facebook and YouTube have, have uh, from, an, from a um, pure marketing standpoint, I, I think are the two strongest where there's, there's just such a ton of opportunity uh, for almost any business that's out there.
0: Love it. Brandon, thank you very much for, uh, for coming on the show today. Where can people find you online?
1: So you can go to our website, linchpinsales.com. So that's L-I-N-C-H-P-I-N-S-A-L-E-S.com. You'll find a lot of information, case studies, testimonials. Um, You'll see... Pages for if you're an e-commerce brand, uh, how our performance-based model works, uh, where we work a lot like commission sales reps Mm -hmm. for our e-commerce brands and and partners. Um, And then also for local businesses and professionals looking to uh, drive more inbound leads, looking to get more inbound foot traffic. You'll find pages specific to uh, those industries and how we partner and along with just free information. You can go to our YouTube page, Lunchpin Sales YouTube um channel and then also our facebook page where we are constantly trying to provide just great content and just help out and provide value as much as we can um at first so that that's our number one goal
0: fantastic brandon thank you very much
1: absolutely thank you chris
0: the all about digital marketing podcast is brought to you by social inc a distributed digital marketing agency specialized in delivering results through online campaigns Whether it's content marketing, social media marketing, online advertising or web design, we've got you covered from strategy through to delivery. If you're struggling with your digital marketing, get in touch today by simply visiting www.socialinc.co.